This episode of the podcast is supported by Bentley Lewis, an award-winning executive search firm. Hey folks, welcome to the podcast. We are proud to be official media partners of Dive In Festival this year, which is really cool. And we're doing a series of podcasts for the festival. And if you don't know, Dive In Festival is a global movement in the insurance sector, which is supporting the development of inclusive work place cultures so really really cool work they're in about 33 countries now so they do these really cool events panel discussions uh, all over the world really helping to promote diversity and inclusion which is very cool i hope you enjoy it please subscribe in all the usual places and enjoy hey folks welcome to the podcast enjoy our conversations anytime anywhere great and we are live Thank you, everyone, for joining us again. Um, we're doing a special series of podcasts and videocasts for the Dive In Festival, which is a global festival in the insurance market promoting diversity and inclusion. Um, brilliant, brilliant festival. And today, um, I'm really, really delighted to be joined by Lena Hantas, who is the CEO for Argo Global in Dubai. Uh, Lena, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Actually, I'm very thrilled to be with you. Pleasure. And uh, this is a great platform for me. No, it's great. I mean, we, we I know we, we spoke a little bit before before uh, we went on air, and and also a few weeks ago as we were you know discussing the podcast. And your story was fascinating. You know, growing up in in Lebanon, and you know, ending up uh, today as the CEO of an insurance company in Dubai. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear how how you ended up as the CEO of Argo Global in Dubai. Yeah, actually, it's been a journey for me. Um, as you mentioned, I, I was born in, in Lebanon uh, and I was raised there. Uh, my parents, my mother is a teacher, math teacher, and my father is an engineer. Uh, both of them, they were, uh, they, they are Muslim. Uh, but very secular, and uh, Lebanon, anyway, has a lot of um, religion, and uh, people there are uh, very much exposed to other uh, culture and uh, to uh, too many nationalities. Uh, so uh, I come from a family, uh, uh, I would say, middle class, educated parents, uh, they had all the time uh, um, uh, a lot of aspiration for their kids. Um, I have two sisters, uh, and they wanted those three girls to do something in their life. Yeah. Uh, so my parents raised uh, the three of us that there is no difference between a man and a woman, and you can do anything a man can do. And then uh, they instill in me this gender equality and uh, a girl is as strong as a boy. Great. And yeah. was, that, was, that, was that a common thing when you were growing up? Like, were, were, you, were your parents doing something that was slightly different from, from the norm then? Uh, yes, actually, my 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 parents uh, send us. They spend a lot of money. I think they spend all their money for on our education, on on the exposure, on the activities uh, we were doing. Uh, so they send us to uh, top schools in Lebanon. 
uh, and they made sure that we become uh, three linguals. So I speak Arabic, I speak English, and I speak French. And I went to a French Catholic school in Lebanon, and this was su uh, supported by the French government, oh, uh, basically. Yeah. And your so language at home was Arabic, or my language at home is uh, Arabic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And so, so, and did you learn English at school while you were doing uh, French? Yes, actually, uh, in school, I uh, in the uh, I would say in the primary school and middle school, uh, it's more French and Arabic. Uh, but in the last three years at school, started to learn the English. And my mother said, you have to go to the American University. You don't have any choice. <laughs> because she wanted us to be also mastering the, the English, uh, English language. Uh, so uh, me and my sisters, all of us, we graduated from the uh, from American universities. I, I graduated from the Lebanese American universities as university in Beirut uh, in 1996, uh, and then I started a career at the bank. I worked six years at Société Générale. It's a French bank in Lebanon. And uh, what gave me the opportunity to work at French Bank is my uh, multilingual uh, yeah. capacity and skill. Uh, so uh, I stayed in the bank for uh, six years. And then uh, I moved to Dubai uh, with my ex-husband. I had two kids at that time. I had Nazar, five years old, and Sarah, two years old. And then came here to Dubai as a family. Uh, later on, things didn't work between um, me and my husband, so I I became a single mother. I took care of my kids, but I started a career in insurance. Uh, so, so did you move when you moved? So essentially, when when you moved, did you you had a job in insurance or you, you no? Moved I and moved. Then... I moved actually to be with my family and then to figure out what I will do. Uh, because uh, um, I, my, my aspiration was to find a job in a bank because this was my, uh, my experience, uh, my career experience was in the bank. But when I came here, I had another door uh, open for me. It was insurance. Uh, I met a friend of a friend and he said, why don't you come and join us? And at that time, I joined AIG, one of the biggest insurance companies in the world. Uh, and I started my career with them. I was trained to be a casualty underwriter. I have been given an opportunity uh, to study in the US in New York in their insurance school. I did my underwriting training there and uh, I was flying to Dubai every, um, every month uh, to, to do on-job training and then go to the US to do the, the, the classes training. And then I was trained to be a casualty underwriter uh, for six years. I worked in AIG for six years as well. And in 2008, uh, when the credit crisis started in the world, uh, I moved, I was pitched by uh, ACE, which is Chubb yeah. now. Uh, and I worked for them uh, to build the casualty book for them in the region in the Middle East. So uh, they announced that a regional casualty manager was my position at that time. 
I stayed with Ace Chap for two years, and then Argo called me, and I joined Argo. I was the first employee to join Argo in 2011, so uh, I've been with Argo for 10 years. Uh, I uh, joined Argo uh, in 2011 as a chief underwriting officer, and uh, I started to recruit uh, the team after that. Um, so uh, the team and uh, my and my strategy to recruit and bring colleagues to my team, I always wanted to make sure that we have uh, a diverse team uh, in terms of expertise, languages, um, exposure, and I made a strategy on this, and uh, I think I, I have succeeded. Amazing. Because... Yeah, I wonder, we should explore the, the recruitment um, strategy as well, but one, one thing I wanted to ask, actually, if we just go back a little bit, is, is how you experience kind of the gender equality as you, you know, move from Lebanon to Dubai, um, you obviously studied in the US as well. So did you find kind of major differences across the different countries you've worked and lived in or, or has it been kind of similar? Uh, yeah, actually, yes. When I came to Dubai, I would say the insurance market was not as exposed as now in terms of gender equality. Uh, and I used to be one of the fewest women in the team where I worked, but I over the years I see the face of insurance has changed and we see more women uh, in the field and other fields as well, not not only the insurance, also the, the banking, the government, the schools. Uh, uh, I think this is a big topic in UAE, in Dubai, uh, and uh, it is not anymore a topic of discrimination or it is gender equality nobody talk about it now because this is something instilled in, uh, right. uh, and engraved now uh, i've been in dubai for 20 years it took some time to reach there uh, but i can see that the face of insurance has changed the face of uh, career uh, for women has changed as well um yeah but i I would say I always had the respect of my male colleague all the time. Uh, I was supported by a lot by male colleague. Uh, I was supported by a lot of mentors in the market, uh, male and male mostly and female. And yeah. there are also women empowerment. Uh, brilliant, brilliant. So it sounds like it's really evolved quite quickly like over the last well, 20 years you've been there, which is which yeah. is awesome. And you mentioned mentors. So uh, did you have, as you mentioned also your mum was a teacher. Um, did, did you have on, and look for other mentors over your career that, that helped you? Yes, actually, you always in your career have direct mentor. You know that this person is going to be my mentor because the company has said to me, this is going to be your mentor. But there are other mentors that they are uh, inborn. You know, yeah. you, you get the chemistry and you trust and the trust and you go for them and you ask them for their, for their opinion. Uh, but my real mentor was my boss at AIG and I still till now consider him my mentor. He's a uh, 
one of the uh, very well respected CEOs in in Dubai. And uh, uh, yes, so a mentor, uh, a leader need a mentor all the time and need a coach and uh, uh, sometimes your coach will be yourself as well when you look in your mirror or uh, your mentor could be a person you trust. So yeah, yeah. yeah I, I have more than one mentor, but some of them are uh, have made a difference in my life, in my career more than others. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's so important. It's good to have role models, you know, like when if people are growing up in Dubai, want to be in insurance and, you know, they look to you for you know, the path you've taken and what you're and what you're doing. I think it's so great to have a, I call it like being the CEO of your career, you know, treat your career like a business, build a board of directors, you know, so i.e. mentors, people in your life that can, that can help you have this growth mindset. And, you know, like, because a lot of people, they, they often wait for the company to provide the training or provide career progression opportunities. And sometimes, well, I think now more than ever, you need to take ownership of your own career. And I, I think, you know, the mentorship and all of those things is, is really great. Yes, exactly. I, I would say recently I've uh, listened to Sheikh Mohammed, the ruler of Dubai, and in, in him telling the story of his life. And uh, there is something he said that uh, made a difference for me and I think he's right. Of course, he's the Sheikh of, of Dubai. <laughs> uh, he said that the world will present the opportunity for the people who knows what they want, for the person who knows what he wants. So the opportunity will come to you if you know what you want. If you are not focused, I believe in focus, I believe in uh, uh, and having one strategy and follow the strategy and execute it. It's not, it's not good to have a lot of things to work on many things. It's good to be focused and work on one thing and execute it and reach it. And of course, if the goal is smart, you, you will be able to achieve yeah. it. Did you always have, because you seem pretty clear on where you, where, you know, where you wanted to get to, where you are now did you did you always have that like clarity and purpose or was it something that you know people can develop because if someone's listening thinking oh okay i'm not quite sure yet how, how did you go about doing it yeah see uh, i think when you are at the age of 17 no one knows what what they want but as we mentioned sometimes you have a role model in your life and you want to follow it or you are inspired by this model uh, my family, I was inf uh, inspired by a woman in my family. Uh, I would say my aunt and my mother made a lot of difference in my life uh, because all of them were educated. All of them, uh, they had uh, a status uh, in their jobs and in their career. And I always wanted to make my mother proud of me, <laughs> of myself. So I, I wanted to, to do something. Uh, I didn't know what is it because I was young at the age of 17. You don't know exactly what you want. But I had this something here in my um, inner light, yeah. in my yeah. heart, <laughs> yeah, uh, that is telling me that I will achieve. I will achieve something. 
And to be honest, at school, I was one of the good students, but my mother always told me that, see, this something, if you cannot uh, make it happen for you, it's like a rock. You either break it or they will break you. Anything hard that I used to have hard thing, for example, math. If I am challenged with algebra, she tells me, or my mom is a math teacher, she tells me math is like a rock. You either break it or they will break you. <laughs> so I always had to fight. <laughs> hard I love that. To, yeah. So I love that. I love that. My uh, my mum was also a maths teacher, funny enough. Uh-huh. Yeah. But and the hard stuff, I love the hard stuff because I I think it's really good to go through and do difficult things. Because you know, so often at school, you know, like you do your you go to school, and if you do well, you maybe go to university and the kind of path is set. And certainly if you're a good student, you know, you just you do well and suddenly, you know, you go into the real world and the real world is tough. You know, not everything goes your way. It doesn't it doesn't always end nicely like a Disney movie might end nicely. You know, it's hard. There's a lot of it's not fair obstacles in our way. And so I, I love doing difficult stuff, whether it's I, I do a lot of like um, I do long distance running or I go to the gym or I lift weights, which is hard. And it prepares me mentally for what's to come. I think it's important for people to do that. Yeah, it is important to have a challenge in life because yeah. this is what keeps you going. So, yeah, I'm, I'm more driven with the challenges and I like competition. I like to go into a competition and, uh, and this is where we work. We work in, a, in an environment of competitive edges and competition and uh, insurance. And there are other underwriters in the market but we compete with each other and we win, they win, we lose, they lose. So this is this is life. And who said life is easy? Life is not easy. Life is hard. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be up to it strong to, to be able You've got to fight. Strong and you can do things to to to, to give, make yourself more resilient and tougher. And look, you know, people go through different things in their lives and you know, um, a lot of people struggle with their mental health and things like that. And I, and I think for, for me, it's just it's just great to go back to my my earlier point of you know build a really good support structure around you know make sure you have people that you can rely upon who are mentors you know do like difficult things to prepare yourself for whatever life and work whatever throws at you. Um, I think it's really important. I love that. My 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 next question was going to be how your life experiences have influenced your leadership and. It sounds like I mean you've you've kind of gone through a lot of a lot of your what you believe already, but I think it's really fascinating. Is that the stuff you've described? Is that how you that how how you now like go about leading? Uh, yes, I think it is uh, my 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 education and uh, the way I was raised and uh, uh, the way I was. Uh, pushed and motivated into life has influenced my my leadership and uh, but the most important thing that influenced my leadership is my exposure uh, with international I my I worked with international companies with multinational uh, individuals I had uh, local mentors I had uh, international mentors and international colleagues 
all of this will uh, add and add to my experience and the way I want uh, uh, to go forward and uh, the curve of my uh, learning. Uh, every day, every day I, I had in my life was a curve for learning. And I always told my, my children, uh, if you stop learning, you stop grow. Yeah. And growing is not growing just by age. It is growing um, by being more wise, uh, more having this intui intuition uh, yeah. that things gonna happen. A vision, your vision. You get your vision because of your experience, and you know you know the scenarios in life. That's why uh, you you have a vision and uh, you put it and you execute on your vision. Yes. Uh, so all of this uh, helped. Yes. Uh, yeah. But I always had this. Um, a strong uh, uh, drive uh, for uh, the diversity, for gender and gender equality in the workplace. Uh, I didn't want uh, only to see this happening. I wanted also to be part of it and drive it. Uh, so, uh, uh, and this is what happened in uh, my little uh, world at Argo, uh, where I encourage my uh, um, my colleagues, uh, male and female, but I stress on female more uh, because I feel like uh, a woman can make a difference uh, in, uh, in uh, the business world as well, because we have this intuition, we have uh, uh, different things from a man. We can bring to the workplace uh, other things. We are mom. We are uh, smart, um, and yeah, and absolutely. we make a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, I think I think it's great. It's you know having a diverse team, whether it's male, female, you know, different places in the world, different perspectives. It just gives so many more opinions and options and better decision making and things like that and it's also it's great to work in a in a in a, in a team of, uh, of diverse people it's just more it's exactly. more interesting exactly and one other thing in my leadership actually i've uh, i've done here i i made sure as well for all my team to encourage them always to have a life uh, balance, work balance, life work balance, and this yeah. is one of the topics that Dive and Festival is uh, is focusing on this year. Uh, so uh, this is very important for the balance of any human being. In order yes. for you to achieve uh, in the workplace, you have to be happy in your uh, uh, place outside uh, outside the, the office or outside the workplace. So I always encourage everyone to have this balance in life. Uh, exercise, eat healthy, uh, yes. uh, sleep well, uh, go for mindfulness, uh, do some meditation, do some yeah. yoga. So this is something I always encourage my team. I to. always speak about that. I always speak about it. it's so important. You know, treat yourself like a professional athlete. You know, exercise. I have in my diary is the most important meeting of the day. Exactly. Like I'm just not going to move it. Um, and then the sleep is obviously important, and eating well is 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 key you know having all of that stuff together um it's important absolutely how did you how did you go about building your 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 diverse team i mean there's certain things that you did um to attract people 
what are some of the things that you you're able to do uh okay that's a good question actually uh in fact i started with myself um i i influence with my myself i will be the role model for everyone so any any i'm the face i'm the face of this little organization here in the middle east uh, and i always going to be the, the role model so when i speak to any colleague i'll share with them my personal experience right. i try to impress them with with whatever i achieved and the thing that i'm proud that i did um uh, uh, i uh, i do this all the time and um i i act as a mentor and sometimes if i i need to be a friend i will do that i go not only on the uh, on the uh, on the professional side but also uh, i i try to be uh, as friendly as possible to know if there are any other problem that will affect in the in the workplace yes and i think there are a lot of leaders and since that the 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 dni program started and they started to support and supporting employees and uh, mental health and everything but i i think i did more than just uh, the protocols and the programs uh, because not all the leader can be just uh, a leader and an mentor but also i i took this further to be a friend as well uh, so this I is something so I, I did all the time for my yeah. colleagues. So you're being yeah. being kind, um, caring, like just trying to appreciate where people are in their lives and how you can support them. Uh, it's it's a really and you nice have to be genuine about all of this. Yeah. You cannot just say um, I'm there for you and you are not genuine about your words. Yeah. It's I think a leader has to be genuine, has to be crystal clear, has to be adamant, uh, uh, correct. I mean, those are traits and ethics, ethical as well about what you do and never lie, never say something you cannot do. Promises has to be executed yeah. as well. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Interesting. And, and also, I mean, I'd, I'd love to hear how how the pandemic's affected how you guys are working, because in, in the UK, uh, we're at a scenario where, I mean, I'm just kind of almost looking at Lloyds of London now as we speak out the window. Um, and the streets of Fenchurch Street, Leadenhall Street, you know, right now are super quiet. You know, I mean, there's hardly anyone. Um, and there's a lot of talk about how things might go back. You know, some people are doing maybe three days a week. Teams are coming in similar times. But I think we're still arriving there. We're not quite, I don't think we're quite there yet. How, how is it in Dubai? Actually, the pandemic uh, made us as a team get closer to each other's. Great. Yeah, uh, it is the so what, same speaking? within. Yeah, it is like the same. We we treat we treat this organization as our little home, and and whatever we did in our our places we executed here. So uh, we get closer together. Uh, I, for example, in a normal day in the office, I might not be able to speak to everyone, 
But during the pandemic, uh, at the, especially at the beginning and during the lockdown, we were calling each other every day. We were checking on each other. Uh, we were having more uh, team meeting, not long a long one, but at least just to check on each other, uh, see if we need anything, any help, any support, whether in in personal or or professional. Sometimes it will be IT, for example. So. Yeah. <laughs> just support IT, yeah. So it is like we get more into each other's life uh, and closer to each other's. Now, after the lockdown, it, it came by, by stages. After the lockdown, we sat together, we said, who wants to come to the office? And I had two of my colleague or three of my colleagues, they wanted to come every day. I said, okay, great. We'll get you there. And I came to the office, made sure that the office environment is, right. is suitable for them to come back. And then uh, me and uh, another colleague, uh, he's my second in command, actually. We used to come every other day. We were not coming every day because I wasn't sure. Uh, I, I wasn't ready to come every day yet. Yeah, so yeah. we were taking turn to make sure that the team in the office are uh, are functioning uh, mentally well. So we we took turn uh, to come here and uh, check on them. And then uh, when summer started to come, we started to think and uh, vaccination started to to be enrolled. We started to think, what shall we do next? Uh, so we were all the time ahead of the curve and ahead of. Uh, at least our London office. Uh, so uh, we met, I met with the team and I said, what do you want to do? And even I went further step uh, with a survey locally to ask them what is their preference. And I had, uh, I had three or four, they wanted to be hybrid. Some other, yeah. they wanted to come every day to the office. One of them, she said, I am, said, I, I, I don't want to come at all to the office. <laughs> so people differ in their, in Everyone's their way. Different. Yeah. yeah. And, and, so, and so are you going to, are you now arrived at the moment, at the point where you're like, everyone's different, everyone has different wants. And, and are you able to cater for that? Or are you going to say? Exactly. We said, let's sit all together and discuss what you what we should we, we should do in order to make everybody happy. But the same as well, we want to make to ensure collaboration, training, innovation uh, to come and see our clients. So, as a team, we agreed that uh, uh, we uh, we we prepare a workflow, uh, a hybrid one. Uh, twice a week, we uh, we have them. We have the underwriters in the office. Once a week, we have all the team in the office, so we can uh, collaborate, innovate, training, whatever. And uh, then we decided that when we go back to home and work from our home, we do uh, less exposed uh, things with client. Uh, yeah things that we, we need to do it from home. But when we are in, uh, in the office, uh, to make sure that we have FaceTime and take opportunity of this FaceTime. Interesting. So and this is very much in line with our, uh, our mod, uh, mother company in, in the UK. So and is, it aligned, are, and is it similar with other companies in, your, in Dubai? 
Uh, I that, would that... say we are leader in this. Good. I would say we are leader in this and people will start following what we are doing. <laughs> right. So, interesting. so your future is hybrid ultimately, right? Which I think, yes. which I think is great. Um, which of course is super different to how it was pre-COVID, right? You must have had everyone in the office, classic, I did too. Um, how have you found it personally? I think it's leading? also good to, to offer flexibility. Yeah. Uh, whether we worked all the time hybrid or we worked all the time from the office, it's flexibility that we are trying to uh, uh, to implement here. Yes. Yeah. And how have you found it leading leading a company now that not everyone's in together? Um, you obviously, you know, you, you spoke about it before. You know, you take time to get to know your employees. You're being kind and caring and things like that. Have you had to change the way that you? That you've led over this past 18 months? Uh, um, I think, yeah, not a change, not a big change, just a tweaking here and there, because uh, if if this is you, your personality, you are going just to, uh, to, to, to tweak it in order to uh, to be able to match the changes so there is there is definitely a new normal uh, but also i feel that we are going back to normal this is the new normal so we're, yeah. we're in normal this right is now. the new normal yeah, yeah. but uh, it's it's also it, it feels like normal it's yeah, a new yeah, normal so but it feels like normal yeah that's true <laughs> and what do you what do you prefer like your your working life now are you are you in all the time or are you, are you also staying working at home a little bit and i enjoy the flexibility very much yeah. because uh, it will give me a lot of uh, freedom uh, and freedom is priceless in some in some cases uh, it it gives me freedom to 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 maneuver around and uh, if i if I want to do a late call from uh, from home. I can go earlier home and stay there and do it from home. Uh, if I want to be with my team in the office, I will come and see my team. If I want to be with my client, I will come and see my client. If I want to go to Lebanon and uh, meet my parents, I can still work from a good Wi-Fi yeah. there. This is flexibility. It is really... Uh, what matters and this is what uh, the pro the pro side of covid is yeah, flexibility yeah, yeah definitely Chinchu, yeah. what do you think how, what do what do you think the effect will be on gender equality you know being able to it feels like you know being able to work flexibly will give more people the opportunity to work in companies that previously would have said no you've got to be in five days a week suddenly maybe someone's saying well do you know what um, you know, your family situation, maybe you're you know, looking after your kids or you have an elderly relative or whatever it might be. And it's fine if you work at home and do that. What, what, do, you, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I think it will bring more women to the workplace. Uh, if you have more flexibility, because women not only has the responsibility to go out and do their career but they are also responsible to raise a generation and raise kids and if the generation is good 
it, the credit goes all for the mothers and the family and uh, the, the foundation of this. Uh, so I think it will bring more more women to, to the industry or to the workplace uh, and find the work balance that we just talk about it and that I encourage always to do. And this is a big topic as well, as we said in the dive in. Uh, so it it will it will uh, boost the the life work balance. Definitely. Yeah, I think also speaking as a dad, um, it also gives us more uh, options to be able to take our kids to school if we want to. Um, one of the things I've noticed, I've got, well, I'm almost about to have three daughters, so I've got two and one on the way. Um, and the and the really cool thing over COVID was, I was able to take them to school. Um, mm -hmm. And if I looked at the people dropping the kids off, pre-COVID, it was mostly mums. Um, yeah. And now there's, I mean, it's almost loads of dads and it's a real mix now, which I think is a, a really nice thing. Yes, um, I'm sure you uh, you must have thought at some point, oh, I missed a lot. I, I thought uh, it was, I don't know, the mentality was different, right? It was, I've got to uh, be in, you know, I've got to be in 8.30. Yeah. And I've got to be yeah. in and, and yeah, it would have been, yeah, like absolutely like, you know, it's fun to drop the kids to school and chat to yeah. the parents and see what they're up to. But then yeah. in your mind also, it's like, right, I need to make money, support my family, yeah. you know, yeah. be a good role model, things like that. Um, and so I, I would always feel guilty pre-COVID if I'd started later. So I dropped my kids off. I, mm -hmm. I would do it occasionally, but I just feel... I don't know, just feel guilty because of the scenario, you know, everyone's in. And, yeah. Um, whereas now, everyone, like dads, mums, everyone's doing these kind of things now, which yeah. is yeah. really good. No difference, no difference. It's equality again and inclusivity again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I want to make yeah. sure my daughters grow up uh, and teach them like your parents uh, showed you that they can be whatever they want to be. You know? Yes, and I will always remember that dad dropped us to school. Like like me, my, my dad used to wake us up in the morning and do our sandwiches and our lunch boxes and wow. used to drop us to, uh, to, to school and pick us up from school because my mom was a working mom. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and yeah. We, we will never forget this. I always say uh, my dad has, has done a lot for me, not only by providing uh, the bread to the table, uh, but also he, he bonded with us. He, he spent a lot of his time as well with us. Yeah, it's good. So it's a team game. Good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you see your, your you know, parents, partners, when they're working together, yeah. you know, doing different things equally, it's, it's a great exactly. thing. So what a good place to end. Uh, Lena, thank you so much. Really appreciate you um, sharing your experiences and, uh, and views and stuff. It's been really interesting. So. Thank you for having me. Pleasure, pleasure. Speak thank to you, you soon. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to leave a review and subscribe in all the usual places.